a London plumbing impresario named Thomas Crap. The Crapper manufactured one of the first wildly successful lines of flush toilets. Crapper did not invent the toilet, but he Crapper. did develop the ball cock. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. So I'm going to kick off with some reality TV uh, roundup. Oh, boy. Yeah, I always what? like to report on shows, reality TV shows that I'm not going to watch. You know, <laughs> reality makes up 80%, of, not reality, unscripted television makes mm-hmm. up 80% of what you see on TV really? today. Really? I, I, I don't watch a lot of television. But the majority of it is scripted, because that's what I'm there for. Unless yes. it's like a show where I'm trying to learn how to do something. Yeah. Because that falls in that category as right. well, right? Like it's a how-to so show. News, um, you know, reality shows, how-to, anything without, a, like, mm-hmm. character lines. I, I like scripts. I like scripts, too. I, mean, I like a story. Um, and I like professional actors. Yeah. Not just randos off the street who have had, like, you know, a nose job and a weave thrown on. Mm-hmm. Like, I want people like that the, are actually, you know, trained to have act, trained yeah. to act. So these are some shows that are coming up on Bravo. Bravo used to be kind of like an A and E channel, and now it's just well, basically crap, right? Um, yeah, Bravo used to have a higher um, a higher profile. It was, yeah, it was more arts and entertainment yeah. kind of thing. So they said that they this network covers uh, lifestyle to exploration of cultural scenarios. They've tried to elevate it. This mm-hmm. writer, it's reality TV themes regarding regular people. Oh. And then the main focus group is women, but it's not limited to them. So here are some new shows. They're 2019, uh, 2020 Bravo series. So it's called Flippin' Exes. Flippin' with an apostrophe. Flippin' Axes? Exes. Exes. Like, like ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, ex You're going to flip your ex. Okay. This show, another show in a series of home improvement programs. I don't know how many. When they first came out, I thought they were interesting. But they used to really focus on the designers. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like, it's like, I don't care anymore. Like, yeah. everyone's, like, selling their house all the time. It's a bit weird. Is this where you actually flip your, see how far you can throw your ex? So this is, it looks like it's two people who used to be married, and now they work together to flip houses. So to buy houses from people who are unfortunate and have lost their house, mm-hmm. and then put, a, like, a nice coat of paint on it, and then sell it for way too much to some other unfortunate okay. asshole who comes along. It says, are you dissatisfied with your house and want to move? Do you want to sell your current house at the best price available? No, I want to sell it at a rock-bottom price. Yeah. I want to lose money. I want a I short sale. Money. I want a short sale. The, then the selling of your previous property is something that will further your plans for your future house. This is what Clem and LaShore. This is Nina Clem and Michael LaShore. They just sound like, it sounds like snake oil. Mm-hmm. Um, so they worked together for a long time, and then they're exes, and they work together in the show called Flippin' Exes. So the hook is that they're exes, because that's a popular thing for a reality TV show. But really, they're just two adults mm-hmm. who, I guess, have had a previous relationship. It didn't work out, but they still have managed to work together as business partners. Sometimes that's all that's that you can do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then there's another one I didn't quite understand here. It says, to be announced, but it's announced right here. It's called The High School Project. Um, Tagged as a recreation series. So this is like, you know, picture and picture and picture. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not, it's scripted insofar as these are things that it's happened in the past. So it's reenactors. 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 Tagged as a recreation series Mm because they don't want to say reenactment. This, The High School Project focuses on the lives of a bunch of people who grew up in the 90s. We don't exactly know how the recreation thing will work because the show has been marked as unscripted. The whole how, I, Yeah, how can you go about re- reenacting something if you're... Maybe it's improv reenacting? I don't know. What we, but it's from people's lives. So yeah, it's but they can't like, make up what happened. But you it's like to... that improv exercise where you tell a story yeah. about your life and then they... Do an improv on it. That's what I would do for my series. We do not know what it is, but there will be an analysis of people whose lives you've often seen in movies. So it looks like there's a bunch of rich kids. Mm -hmm. Like, they're adults now, but they were rich kids. They grew up in the 90s. They were partying hard. They vacationed on cruises. 
They went to Ibiza. They're getting higher concerts, all this wild stuff. So they're going to recreate it. So the image of the guys, they just look like Vinny from around the corner, Mm -hmm. like regular guys. We'll see. Vinny from the corner. Yeah. I like that. You know what I mean? It's like regular guys in the neighborhood. Yeah, but it's Vinny. Why not? (laughs) Philip. I don't know. So there's another one. Welcome to America. Mm. Uh, Diversity drives progress. So basically, they're going to bring people from other countries who are new immigrants into communities that haven't changed in years. Oh, why? Immigrants don't want that. They want to be amongst people that they're familiar with. At first, yeah, or at least people that are familiar with people who aren't their cousin. Um, it, so they they look for special towns with a specialty. You know, that's what we should do: is take people who have been living in the same town all their lives and put them in a whole other community. Yeah, and see how they do. That would be that more is. fun. That would be welcome to America. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh my god, that would be, be welcome amazing. to America. So the specialty of the town that they chose it will be that the structure of the community hasn't changed for a long time, decades, maybe even a century. Same families, same people living in the same places with no significant changes in their demographics. All white people. Mm-hmm. T- uh, time to get things spiced up again. Some selected people in this town will leave their house for a month, and in their place, another family will be allowed to live there. That, to me, is the weirdest way to do it. Why not just have somebody move into a community? Yeah. Why are you going over to Robinson's house one day, and the next thing you know, the cons are there? Yeah. Right. That's going to be weird. Yeah. And where'd the Robinsons go? Yeah. That's And who cares? And who cares? Like, why? Is everybody in the neighborhood going to be looking out their windows? We like, know what? how old white people react to the people they don't know moving into yeah. their neighborhood. Um uh, so yeah, that's those are some new reality shows that are coming up. The most interesting one to me is the one how the reenact, the recreation, the recreation of this. <laughs> like it's they're saying it's, and then not, it's not scripted. scripted. It has to be scripted because the thing happened. You can't make up <laughs> yes. that they said it this way or that way, or that it it has to be what happened. Who are we to deny creative license to a classy outfit like Bravo? That's on the cutting edge of quality television programming. How far you've fallen, Bravo. How far you've fallen. <laughs> it's not. Just say it's reenactments of what happened in the 90s. I love a reenactment. There's with nothing a wig. wrong with a reenactment. And I like it with this. You could hear the reenactors a little bit in the background, but then there's a voiceover by mm-hmm. like a Jack Palance type. Yeah. Coming on about what's happening. Right. All right. What do you have? You know, it's a season where a lot is demanded of us. Yes. And we're constantly taking care of other people, especially you ladies. Yes. Except for me, I'm not taking care of anybody. No. (laughs) No, I passed that. Yeah, so they're talking a lot about self-care. Yeah. Are you self-caring? Are you... Is that how we use it now? Are you self-caring? No. I just made that Okay, I don't know. So, no, it's... Are you... Are you doing self-care? People say it that way, right? Mm -hmm. Is that wine? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Is it it Is a Chablis self-care? I know, that's the kind we all... So if you're stre- like it can it, stress can take a toll on your mental health sure. and your in your physical health and everything. And I'd just like to add at this point that the phrase "hell is other people" applies here. Stress is other people. Yeah, you know. Yes. So, um, they, they, you know, you have the typical thing that you can do. You can get massages and mm-hmm. facials and sleep that kind yeah. of thing. But there's other surprising ways that you can participate in self-care. Okay. You Surprise. Never Surprise number one. Watch a murder mystery. I love murder mysteries. I'm going to recommend a couple right now. Yeah. Columbo, Midsummer yeah. Murders. Okay. There you That's go. That's two. I said a couple. Okay. I love these. Okay. So it says, oddly enough, watching murder mysteries, they help you escape for a while in a healthy way. You can unwind, relax, and calm your thoughts. Yes, and the the great thing about Midsummer Murders is three murders per episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three murders per episode. Really? really? Yeah. Wow. Um, number two, write down your feelings and destroy them. Okay. Yeah, destroy write down them. your feelings, how you're feeling, regardless of how irrational or awful they yeah. are, and destroy them. Destroy them before they destroy you. Yeah, put them on the grill. Yeah. And a, or in a metal bowl outside and burn it. Yes. But don't let anyone read it. It'll but be cathartic. It uh, singing swear words, usually to the beat of a Christmas song like Carol of the Bells. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's like repeating a mantra, but all swear words. It's <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, ask a friend to send animal pictures to you. 
Okay. Because it's almost better than you looking them up yourself. Yeah. Well, I like, I discovered lately, and this is how stressed out I've been this semester, there's these pet shaming memes. Have you mm-hmm. seen them? It's like a picture of this the animal, and then they're either wearing a sign or they're next to a mm-hmm. sign saying what they did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like one of them was like two dogs next to each other. One had a sign that said, I peed on my brother, and the other side said, I let him. <laughs> so it's like things like that, and they're very silly, and yeah. I'm not one of those people that's like, hang in there. Yeah. But whatever. I had a rough day, and I looked at some of these memes, and some of the things that the dogs do, with, and the owners are funny, too. It was like... You know, my owner put me on a diet, so I hit her shoe. There's, like, a picture of them with a yeah. shoe. And then the bottom says, I don't care. Yes. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, but I, I like, um, my two favorite ones are the, is the video of the cat riding a bicycle in his sleep and then falling off the bicycle. Nice. Okay. Super. A classic. And the other one is a dog asleep with a cat next to it, and the dog farts in its sleep. Oh, no. And the cat smacks him in the head. Wow. Okay. Again. <laughs> Those are the best ones. Quite, quite classy. You do what you have to do in this new world. Yeah. So, but you, you if you don't have time to look them up, have a deal with a friend. Yeah. Say, can you please um, send me whatever the animal is? This woman likes koalas. So he, she says, I'm, I'm depressed. And mm-hmm. he sends her some pictures of koalas. There, I've also seen when I've been, because I have a problem uh, with statistics, like when I was taking statistics as a course and I just have a problem with them in general. Someone wrote this really amazing article on statistics and then every couple of paragraphs, they put in a picture of an otter. Oh, yeah. And then they told you, like in the next paragraph, like two more paragraphs and there'll be another picture of an otter. Just keep reading. And it actually got me to like finish this really no, long and boring article of and statistics. That's a that's yeah. Good. So you can you could do that. Also, too, you could follow. There are a lot of dogs on Instagram you could follow. Mm-hmm. If you don't have someone who will send you a picture and say you like Chihuahuas, you could just put that in. You could find like a couple of uh, people to follow, and they just put up pictures of Chihuahuas all day. Oh, that's nice. That's you know, a good idea. In um, clothing, if you will, because I know that you prefer an animal in clothing. I do. I really do. <laughs> you don't like a nude animal, oh, running especially about. a monkey wearing yeah, an outfit. a monkey oh, in God. an outfit. Um, so some people struggle with obsessive thoughts. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have a problem and you just keep turning yeah, it over, it's over and, and over, over yeah. and wake up in the middle of the night and that kind of thing. Racing thoughts. So when you get really stressed out and obsess and have thoughts constantly running through your head, it's helpful to concentrate on song lyrics. You memorize song lyrics. Like, okay. really look them up and then memorize oh, that's them. That's not a bad yeah. idea. That's something that was fun when I was a teen. Do mm-hmm. you remember doing that? Yeah. Like, trying to really learn the lyrics of a song? Yeah. Well. Especially something that is really a story. Yeah. Like, I listened to, is it some Gordon Lightfoot kids? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go crazy. And I really listened to the lyrics. I'm like, what is this song I know. about? I'm a huge David Bowie fan, and I know a lot of the lyrics, but mm-hmm. if you ever either write them down or look at somebody, you're like, um, what? Yeah. So do what that. What was I singing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, the throw at this point, uh, Greg and I were thinking about some new segments that we could possibly do on the show, and we came up with one, speaking of music, called Best Guess Karaoke. Okay. Where you you pick a song, and you have to sing what you think the lyrics are. And we thought that it could be done in a bar, you could do it with a friend, mm-hmm. but you should always just start with anything sung by Eddie Vedder. Yeah. <laughs> and do your best guess karaoke. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Book a hotel room for yourself. That's and nice. Just do that. I've a, a few times peace. I have stayed in uh, unexpectedly had to stay in a hotel by myself, and it was awesome. The mini bar is there. You know the lobby. It's mm-hmm. fun. You go to use the spa area. Yeah. You know. Or you can do that, or you can just like immerse yourself in the in the, in the rage that you're feeling and listen to thrash metal music. True. Yep. That really does it. It may sound strange, but throw. <laughs> Somebody says here, I throw on some Slayer, scream, and get lost in the music. It's a huge release. Was this a wedding? Was there a mosh pit? I know. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Why Slayer? Yeah, that's what they use as an example. But I like my favorite song when I'm angry is Killing in the Name of. Who's that by? Rage Against the Machine. Ah, okay. I don't know them that well. I know who they are. Yeah, it's the the one, F you. I won't do what you tell oh, me. Oh, I like F that you. song. Yeah, I won't yeah. do what you tell me. That one puts me in a great I mood. think everyone enjoys that song. Yeah. All right. I didn't know that was them. I like that song. Yes. Assign yourself creative projects. Do th- do something really creative. Just like write a poem. Yeah. Or make something with your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Create a quote. 
you know, huh? write an article, do something. Oh, just create a quote. Yeah, come up with something. Like, think about like what your philosophy is. Come up with how a quote. y'all doing? Question <laughs> mark. put that in quotes. Like I always say. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is this is a weird one. Actively change your body temperature. Huh? Is it like, yeah. can't take a cold dip? Yeah. Or you just place it to it. Does something for your reflexes. Place a Ziploc bag of ice water over the face. Uh, what? <laughs> Place a Ziploc bag of ice water over your face? Yeah. On your face? Yeah, on your face. Okay, I'm thinking I've been closed by head in a yeah. bag. Yeah, and then, or, you know, put something hot on your face. You'd like okay. change your body. Like, you do have like a physical, change your body physically. Okay, and then what happens? It just, it's like distracts you. I mean, I guess I'm always cold. Mm-hmm. So I'm always trying to get a little bit warmer. All right, so those are some self-care things. I like the that last one about changing your body temperature. That is something that anyone can do. Yeah. You know, you don't have to get... Sometimes, like, if I'm, like, really stressed out at work, I go and I um, run my hands and wrists, especially under cold water. Oh, that helps? Yeah, because around, like, your wrists and the back of your neck... Mm-hmm. You can really um, just change your whole body temperature that way. I didn't know that. Yeah. I always go, like... At work, if I'm getting, like, not, like, agitated, you know, if you're sitting at your desk for yeah. too long, I, I go and I do the opposite. I run my hands under warm water. Oh, do you? I okay. try to warm up. Okay. Because um, I feel like that that does something. That, like, gets me, brings back my alertness, and I guess it takes my mind off of the whatever monotonous task I was trying to focus okay. on. So, um, that's, we're talking about self-care. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another kind of self-care, penis news. Uh, penis news, dick updates, scrotum mm-hmm. stories. Uh, we've talked about these things before, and I found this article, Do Penis Stretching Devices Actually Work? Right? Because there's okay. so much stuff out there. Mm-hmm. It's like, do they work or not, basically? So this article breaks it up. Vacuum pumps. Still out there. I Do you think those work? I think temporarily. That's what I think, too. Yeah. If you vacuum anything temporarily, it's going gonna- it's gonna to be bigger. Right? If you right. put your hand in something and right. vacuum it. So a vacuum pump is a tube that fits over the member. It pumps air out of the tube, uh, which causes blood to flow to the penis, and then, you know, it gets larger. Increased blood flow, obviously, makes anything look larger. Yeah. It's just like if I punch you in the jaw, it swells yeah. up, your jaw looks larger. Right. Temporarily. Um, people use it to treat ED. Some people claim that uh, the regular use of the pump will increase size, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it just goes supposed- right back down. Yeah. It's just blood flow. <laughs> That's it. It's yeah. just blood flow. Um, some people, so they did a real study to see people who are using it regularly for six months, Did they? It, did, were they larger? No. However, a lot of people said that they felt better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine, too. Yeah. That's a good effect as well. Um Pino scrotal rings. Oh. Uh, they fit around the base of the cock rings. Yeah. They fit around the base of the penis. They work by restricting blood flow. Again, you know, uh, do they work or not work? To yeah. enlarge? No, of course not. No. Like, it works for the time that it's on. Um, and it says it may help for people who have anxiety, but there are only a couple of... Um, cases where they showed that the size increased. I don't know who those two dudes were. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, everybody else is like, come on, man. Yeah. Really, that guy? Um, extenders. Traction devices. They stretch it. Oh, Jesus. Right. <laughs> they stretch it to make it longer. Some research indicates that these devices work. Actually work? Actually work, if you stretch it. However, they require persistence and dedication. Yeah. How much are you like all day? It's kind of like I the am. neck rings. Yeah, you, you have know? to wear it for, for hours. For, Who has the time? Hours for like years until <laughs> it Um, it says a 2010 review of existing research suggests that they may produce effective lengthening, but you can also achieve the same effects with surgery. Um, and they say that the extension, the extending method, like I guess putting a weight on it or some kind of scaffolding or stretcher is, is preferable to surgery because there's no risk. I, there's probably always a risk. There's, I, think, <laughs> I just think. Leave it alone. Leave it alone and just be happy with what you have. Yeah. And just deal with it. You're not or in put, the competition. Put like, put a, like for me, I'm five feet tall. When I want to be taller, I put on some heels. Yeah. Is there not something like that? Right. You know, some yeah. kind of cap. Right. I'm not saying a shoe of some kind, but like something there to give it. It should be like a sheath. Yeah. 
So you can add extra yeah. to it, right? That feels like the inside of a shoe. I don't know where this <laughs> okay. is going. All right, I'm gonna. I'll have to think about this. Yeah. So one of the studies in the review was it, uh, assessed the effects of one specific extender for 15 people. That's not enough people. You mm-hmm. need a lot more people. They instructed the re- participants to use it for four hours a day. No. For six months. That's not a very long period of time, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. After this time, most people experienced significant gain of 2.3 centimeters. Flaccid. Or 1.7 erect. Forget. Who cares? Nobody cares two about centi- Like, not even two centimeters? It doesn't even do anything. <laughs> Is anyone going to notice? It's kind of like me being barefoot versus me putting on a pair of flip-flops. No one's going to notice. going to notice that. No yeah. one's going to see. Unless they look and see that I'm actually wearing shoes. Um, so, basically, none, none of these things work. You're going to have to be happy with it, what you have. All of them come with risks. You should it's leave it alone. It's not worth it. As we say, leave it alone. Yeah, leave it alone. Gentlemen, um, it's all okay. The, the end of this article is my favorite. Studies have also reported that most women are totally satisfied with the length of their partner's that's penis. That's fine. It's fine. I don't know if men are unhappy with it. Because obviously they took this from like a heterosexual mm-hmm. kind of point of view. Maybe dudes are like, look, bro, I'd love to be with you, but I'm going to need to see yeah. a couple more centimeters. You, you see what I have going on here. I'm working on what I have. Right. How about you doing a little bit of work over there? Right. Who knows? So that's uh, that's my member news. I mean, long story short, leave it alone. That's what I say. Leave it alone. But the, the extender to me just sounds like I, very uncomfortable. Right. Right? Yeah. To and, walk around with that on. And also, if even if there is a sensation that is pleasurable, mm-hmm. then, how long? then how you're really not going to sit in the extender that long. You're yeah. going to get moving along it's with gonna it. It's going to snap back. <laughs> yeah. Is what you're saying. It's not going to work. Yeah. All right. What do you have? They got the four R's. The four R's. Rehearse, record, rental, repair. To allow West 40th Street. Hashtag Bumpline NYC. I have Barnyard News. All right. So Barnyard News is a segment that has a lot of flair where we report on articles, on articles, on uh, animals that are in the barnyard and some that are out. So what's today's animal? Oh, well, it's actually, maybe there was not even a barnyard around at the time, but okay. if there was, maybe this would eventually make its way to okay. the barnyard. It's aspir- aspirational. <laughs> yes. Barnyard news. Yes. Well, they discovered the, um... Who? <laughs> science. That's what I, science discovered. Uh, <laughs> Science has discovered. Science has discovered that some 77 million years ago, it would have been wise to keep you a wary eye on the skies above what is now Alberta, Canada. Okay. Because one of the largest flying animals to ever exist called that province home. What is it? It is a flying dinosaur with a wingspan of over 30 feet. Are you kidding me? Yes. Is, is no, it, I'm not kidding no. you. <laughs> is, it a ter- is it a pterodactyl of some kind? It's a That's cenosaur? the only flying thing I know. Cenosaur? Yeah. Okay. The species described in a new study is actually not all that new, but it was dug up. Well, no, it's not new at all, apparently. It's like millions <laughs> of years, so it's new to us. It's like used clothing. It's new to you. Yeah, the skeletal remains were found in 1992 and were kept in a museum. Back then, however, paleontologists <laughs> assumed on the hush hush. Yeah, that they assumed that the specimen was um, was a different dinosaur. Okay, but then they realized it wasn't. Maybe they should have been talking about it anyway because it's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, is that how paleontology is now? <laughs> they're finding so many things that they're mm-hmm. like, ugh. Yeah, but they're lousy with mammoths. Uh, yeah, they don't realize what they have. They're not really looking too deeply into it. They just throw it in the back. Yeah, put they, it in the back with the rest of them. They, they took another look at this and they examined the neck vertebrae, which contains like these holes where air sacs once were that are mm-hmm. now used to identify this kind of species. And the neck holes show that the specimen was different from all others, indicating that it was a different flying giant. And it was like they were like. So Whoa. they have that much of this. Of yeah. this fossil? Yeah. It is always amazing to me. And I know that they're, you know, how people still deny this, that there were dinosaurs and things like that. What yes. is? What are these bones then? Yeah. 
So they, they <laughs> named like... this. They named it. Okay. Cryo Dracon Boreas in honor of the ice dragon in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, nice. All right, maybe it'll get some shine then. Yeah. So it has each. Yeah, and it's different from the other ones, which had a wingspan of only sixteen feet. Thirty foot wingspan. Yeah, that's coming close to a dragon. Yeah. I mean, is it possible that that's what early early man might have found? And from those ideas, I mean, yeah. from the visual of that, assumed that dragons yeah. were so real? Yeah, so when it stood up, its shoulders reached eight feet. Wow. Yeah, and it was about 550 pounds. Wow. It appears to have a long neck, and it, um, it lived in tropical environments, hunting mammals, lizards, and other dinosaurs. That sounds like a dragon. Yeah. No? Yeah. Long neck. Well, there, there was no picture that went along with it? No. Oh, that's pretty cool. What is the name of it again? Something Dracaris? Yeah. It took off my glasses. Oh, sorry. It's quite small. Cryodracon Boreas. All right. I like it. So speaking of um, science news, I have something here um, from earlier in the year. Water detected on exoplanet located in its star's habitable zone. So we've been looking for other planets that might have sustained life, mm-hmm. the carbon-based life, I guess, or could sustain carbon-based life. Um, and this is from the Kepler satellite, um, and it, which discovered nearly two-thirds of all known exoplanets to date indicate that 5 to 20% of Earth's and super-Earth's are located in the ha- habitable zone of their stars. So this guy, Professor Bjorn Benecke, the Institute of Research on Exoplanets, that's like mm-hmm. his own thing. He's just looking at exoplanets. And his doctoral student, Caroline uh, Paulette, I, I love that he actually gave out a doctoral student a shell. I feel mm-hmm. like they always get, you know, like shoved to the back. But they detected water vapor and even liquid water clouds in the atmosphere of a planet they're calling K218b. Mm-hmm. So this is maybe a planet that had life on it or could sustain life. Um, and the planet is nine times larger than Earth. Mm-hmm. Which I find fascinating. Wow. (laughs) Nine times larger than Earth. And it is in the habitable zone of the star that it orbits. So it's got, there's a sun out there with a planet nine times the size of Earth that has, you know, possibilities to sustain life because they found water and water vapor. Maybe. Pretty cool. Huge. I can't imagine living on a planet. This is a huge planet Mm -hmm. in my mind, but Mm -hmm. I guess not really. I wonder how much of it is land and how much is water. I have no okay. idea. So um, it's the the star that they have. It's uh, that they have like that they have on K twelve. The star that exists near K twelve is an M type star. It's smaller and cooler than our sun, but the planet is closer to mm-hmm. its sun, and it's that they think it receives about the same amount of energy. Mm-hmm. As oh, as we do from our sun because they're closer to it. It may have a water cycle that may possibly allow water to condense into clouds and then have rain, like we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, the existence of it was first confirmed in 2016, um, in a 2016 paper, and they've continued to get more and more information about it. And they said that, but there's a thick gaseous cloud that prevents us from knowing what's on the planet's surface. So we can't actually see past this cloud, mm-hmm. Um, which goes back to what we said before. If there's another planet out there that's close enough for us to see it, they got to come up with some kind of cloaking mm-hmm. device because we'll be there. We're already like, hey, you guys got some water? Yeah, I know, right? Like you got a water cycle over there. I think that there's so much around us we can't see. Because I hope so. They're, they, <laughs> like, it, so. Like planets that just yeah. have an Invisishield on I hope so. Otherwise, they, like, they no. won't have a chance. They're like, no, we're not letting those humans These come These dirty here. apes come over here yeah. with their pointy sticks. Yeah. Shooting fire out of them to destroy everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they found this planet nine times the size wow. of Earth That's with big. its own sun. Imagine if it was populated with ice dragons. <laughs> that would be the best. Wouldn't that be a surprise? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a shock when we send someone there to go check it out? You're listening to Hey You Know It with Jaquetta Sotmari and Katie Kazmier. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. So we're really excited to have Marcy Courier back in the studio with us. Um, Welcome. She is our resident intuitive and tarot card reader. And we're talking about... We're talking about 
generosity. Because it's a season where, uh, look, we, everybody is um, <laughs> looking to buy gifts, receive gifts, yeah. and it's not necessarily being generous when you do either. Yeah. It, we would like to talk more about the idea of the, the generosity and yeah. what it means. And taking a, some of the materialism out of out it. Of yeah. it. Let's pull a card. I'm okay. thinking, let's pull a card. What do the cards have to say for anyone listening about... Like, because it, I feel like the holidays, number one, just this weird puritanical imposed, you know what I mean? It's like this, the religious underpinnings of this country are evident mm-hmm. you know, when we start thinking about that. I like the pagan. Like, the more I learn about the, like, originally what was happening, I'm more excited about that. Yeah. Especially how it lines up with the moon. That's mm-hmm. interesting to me, And that right? is where all, I mean, if you look at, I mean, everybody knows this. Not everybody knows this. Everybody should know this. But if you look at all of the Christian holidays, they all... They lay right on top of the pagan holidays and the lunar calendar. Yep. That's what I said. uh, The religion smears itself itself, all over the pagan It it needs foundations as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the card that comes up is the tower. So what's most needed right now in terms of... Uh, like connection and generosity and like this this holiday season is fuck that you like whatever if there's bullshit that you don't want to participate in stop I second that <laughs> here here Th- these are the yes. Jaquetta cards right yeah. here yeah yeah what is this the tower the tower and, and the four of cups so basically brilliant we get a t-shirt the tower made. says the structures are collapsing. And there's kind of, there's a course in miracles saying which is nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists. And Wait, say that again? Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing, nothing okay. unreal exists. Okay. Okay. So, basically... Not controversial. <laughs> you know? It's not. So, and so the tower is the... It's the collapse of the structures that never really mattered in the first place. And here's the, the kicker to that oh. is, like, we deeply think they matter. Yes. Like, okay. like money. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so this isn't saying, like, oh... La di da, no big deal. Like the tower feels like a big fucking deal. It, mm-hmm. it does, but ultimately, it's just getting your illusions out of your way. Yeah. And what I, I love this as an advice card because the tower is, you know what? Fuck it. Let it go. Let that shit burn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Let it all be fire. Yeah. 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 Um, it makes me think of the line in uh, Fight Club when he's like. They're polishing the brass, brass in the Titanic, man. It's all going down. Like yeah. that's it. Like that's just we got to just let things sink and let things burn. And we get kind of connected with that. The Four of Cups, which is about feeling our feelings. Like so, when I don't know when you start to feel, and we all have that had that yeah. feeling where Christmas is coming and we're like, this can't be the point. And then we just can't kind of keep up with it anyway. Well, that's the letdown, and the, and as you yeah. get older. Uh, especially for people who either don't don't participate in the family traditions of Christmas or they've moved away from mm-hmm. it, it's like I feel like we need to sometimes come up with other yeah come up with other things. things. Yeah. And, and that my is, friends and I we do other things mm-hmm. around the holidays yeah. that are not we're not celebrating Christmas, but we're do we're creating our own kind of um, celebration celebration rituals. Yeah, because in the middle of winter is a nice time to get together with people. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, I always thought that the best, this was something I came up with as a kid that has never been instituted, but I've always thought the best idea was that on your own birthday you give presents to people. I like that. And idea. then all throughout the, as long as you have like a friend or two, throughout the year you'll get presents, and then you get to give people presents on your birthday, and you never feel disappointed on your birthday, because... You're, you're not, not worried about getting presents. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there is something really nice. I, I love giving somebody something because it's fun. Even if it's a little tiny thing, the night before, I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. I fun. can't it's wait. Fun. They're yeah. going to like this cookie. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be into this. And it's, it's even better sometimes when it's uh, when you're giving someone something for no reason. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, here's a gift. Yeah. It makes yeah. the person feel special. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of places where the stuff that doesn't really serve collapses. And we've talked about this on other episodes that the more we try to hang on to something that doesn't serve, the greater that collapse is going to be. Yeah. You know? And so what comes up is, like, when there's that voice in your head that's like, you know, this doesn't feel right. I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. I keep thinking of um, the the Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the the live-action movie. Oh, okay. my goodness. Oh, I think it's Why the stuff of nightmares. I know. Mm. Oof, um, that's scary. Yeah. yeah. But 
Same story, though, right? It's, it's okay. that, that idea where they're just kind of like, wait, doesn't this all seem a little crazy? Yeah. And when you have that feeling, feel it. Don't just ignore it. Don't just go, well, this is how we've always done it. Just tune in and then see what happens. And I'm not, in general, you know, like when they're like, oh, in lieu of a gift, just donate. I've never enjoyed that. I've never, no. I've never enjoyed feel the gift fun. where someone's like, oh, I, you know, I sent money to this cow yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I bought a goat <laughs> I mean, before. it's cool. It's great, but it doesn't give you the same right. It's feeling. so removed. Yeah. It's not part of the whole But this experience. would kind of suggest that even that direction, like, do the thing that feels right to you. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and again, it's not like the craziest thing anybody's ever said, but the, like, the gift from the heart matters more. And it does when you genuinely come from that place. So be willing to take a risk. That's really what we're seeing. It's like change with the times. The times are changing with or without us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so roll with that and trust yourself and see where that takes you. Because it just it does not seem like we're going to keep doing things the way that we have been. I should hope we not. We just can't. As the year draws to a close. What kind of stuff is shifting? What are the biggest things that are shifting Do you I mean, in pretty much, like, the idea of doing things because we have to instead of doing oh. what feels good, you know? I, I saw this great meme, and it's one of those meta things where it was, like, a, a meme making fun of other kinds of belief systems, making mm-hmm. fun of the whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was... Um, it was a meta meme. It was, definitely. <laughs> um, but it was something like the, like the body count of capitalism being 8 billion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, essentially, like, you know, if, if climate change does end up being the end of the world. It is. It's essentially because of capitalism. Yeah, because of consumption yeah. and production. And and if you were capitalist society, you must continue yeah. to produce. Yeah, and right? so that's what we're seeing is that that no longer, that's not really working. I also wonder if we're going to start seeing some issues in the economy that are going to make... I think so. Yeah. And this is not coming as an, well, maybe partially as an intuitive thing, but I, I follow a lot of a lot of different finance mm-hmm. and, and I feel like that feeling that people had when I worked on Wall Street in 2007 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is the same that same kind of feeling is yep. in the air yeah. and in the markets right yeah. now so that might be it too it might, like you might just literally not be able to afford the things but that's not a bad thing that's good well they say when something is unsustainable it will cease to be yeah so if we're so living, if yeah, yeah, if this economy is unsustainable it will simply stop and if yeah. we can take a hint from the things that fall apart those things shouldn't have been there anyway. You know what I mean? And we can just kind of roll with it. And a very short shelf life. Yeah. And they served a purpose for a very short time. Yeah. I but think it's, it's interesting, too, because there are some people who cling on to the tower as it's collapsing. There are other people who won't see the collapse at all. And then there are some people who ride it down, and they're like, yeah, yeah. baby. You know? <laughs> yep, totally. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, if people are looking to uh, contact you, how can they do so? Metamarcy.com. M-E-T-A-M-A-R-C-Y.com. All my information's there. Um, we've got, probably got some workshops coming up. All right, cool. Come take a look at the lily pad on the website. And um, you can also just contact me directly, 860-823-8605. Please text. I don't really answer the phone that much. Cool. <laughs> All right, well, thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Marcy. Okay, there are things, it, it's like we kind of go through life and we just kind of hear things and believe them. And we don't really double check things. Yeah, sometimes, know? yeah. Because sometimes it's like, uh, it's not. is that even important? Yeah, sure, fine. You hear statistics <laughs> and information that's passed around, and people kind of act on, on these certain sure, things. Sure, yeah. Here's a couple of things that we always believed, but they're actually false. Okay. Get ready. It's a democracy. Wear a helmet. Wear Okay. Because drinking, the number one thing to people believe is drinking alcohol kills brain cells. I never heard that. You never heard that? I heard taking drugs kills brain cells, but I've never heard that alcohol does. Yeah, I've heard that with the alcohol. Recent research shows that the quantity of alcohol you could possibly take in without killing yourself does not introduce enough alcohol into your bloodstream to actually kill brain cells. What? Your brain is fine. Your brain, <laughs> yes, you have other problems with your brain. It's not alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the inventor of the light bulb was... Thomas Edison? No. Or was yes, he, that's what we all he's think. He's the first person to get the patent on it to that's talk about you, it. Everybody thinks, everybody credits him. It's that him. Italian guy, though, right? He in no way invented the light bulb. Electric lighting existed before him, and incandescent light bulbs existed before him. Mm-hmm. And when other inventors got wind of Edison's tinkerings, they roundly sued him for a patent infringement. Nice. 
Yeah, most of the things that we know of the inventors in the U.S., I'm always like, really? No one else came up with that in the the rest of the world? Like, really? Just this guy? Isn't it amazing that all white guys come up with stuff? Well, they get to the patent office first. Yeah. And, you know, uh, women and people of color... Uh, and certain types of immigrants were denied patents yeah. routinely so that these guys could get there. Yeah. Because um, it's money. Yeah. So they they had the ability, they keep the laws in their favor yeah. so they can take the ideas and then claim them as their own. Sure, and then get the money. And there's no recourse for that. No, it's totally fine. Um, you use 10% of your brain. We've all heard that. I thought it was less than that. Okay. False. Four percent. No. Certainly there's no truth to the idea that we only use 10% of our our neural matter. Modern brain scans show activity coursing through the entire organ even when we're resting. Okay. It's being used. You just don't. where is that? Who is saying that? Where is that coming from? Somebody came up with that. Like, only use 10% of your brain. And it's like, you feel like such... That you're you failed somehow yeah. <laughs> by not using the, the other ninety percent. You're like, why do I even have yeah. it? Okay, another one. The Great Wall of China can be seen from space. Is that not true? It's not true. Where where can you see it from? Um, it's not visible with the naked eye. It's the same color as the landscape around it, mm-hmm. according to an astronaut who spent five point five months in space. It would be pretty amazing if you could. Yeah, you can't. Okay, you have a picture. They show you for real. You can't see it. Okay, they say that Twinkies last forever. That can't be true. Can't be. They're highly processed. Um, You're like, they're made of chemicals, sure. There's like three dozen or so ingredients, including polysorbate 60. Three dozen ingredients? How is that possible? Well, you can make bread with like four ingredients. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but it, it doesn't last forever. I know they last a long time, but not forever. Yeah. I remember as a kid liking Twinkies, but also kind of being creeped out by them. Mm. There's something about the... The sponginess of them. The sponginess of them. They were always slightly damp. Yeah. Yeah, they are, right? And then the cream inside. Like, once I started, you know, uh, being around people of more means, Mm -hmm. let's say, than myself and taste... You know what happens when you get to a certain age and you, like, encounter some, like, wealthy Mm. people and you have their food and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, right. are you kidding me? These people don't have ready whip. They're actually, wh- they have wh- whipping cream. They're whipping it. And they're whipping cream. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was that kind of thing. Like, I thought Twinkies were okay. And then I, at one point, like, had an eclair at, like, a European baker. And I was like, you know what? F this. Yeah. All those, yeah, tasty cakes and things. Yeah. They're not that tasty. They're not that tasty once you have real baked goods. Oh, and by the way, like, when you were younger, they tasted better. They're different now. The, the consistency of it or the, the flavors? It's just the flavors. Or maybe, maybe our taste buds have changed. I don't know. I, I don't even know where I would get a tasty cake right now. It's not. In New York, there are so many options when you go into even a bodega. Mm-hmm. That would not be my first one. Okay. Nobody ever said, be me up, Scotty, in the original yeah. Star Trek series. Also, nobody said, it's life, Jim, but not as we know it. Do you know that one? No. It's life, Jim, but not as we know I it. I didn't. I don't remember that being a thing. Yeah. Well... I thought you would think it was a thing because you... The first one I, I know is, has been debunked. Yeah, but it, there's a lot of incorrect quotes that just sound right, sometimes more right than actual quotes. And the reason for that is our brain really likes fluency or the experience of cognitive ease mm-hmm. as opposed to cognitive strain in taking in and retrieving information. So we hear things and then we change them to make it flow better. Mm-hmm. And we think that's what happens. So that's beam me up, Scotty. So that was a better way of, that was better than whatever it was that they were saying. Right. Uh, vitamin C will stop you from getting a cold. Okay. No. No. It won't. Those who took 200 milligrams of vitamin C daily had almost as many colds as those with no supplements. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it does have other benefits, just not the one about being, you know, avoiding a cold. Yeah. You know that the inventor of the toilet, Thomas Crapper... Did you say Thomas Crapper? Yeah, that was his name, Thomas Crapper. So we think that the crap, the word the crapper and uh-huh. crap came from the, the this inventor's name and that he was linked to the toilet. Is that not correct? No. It just happened to be an unfortunate... A London, in the late 19th century, a London plumbing impresario named Thomas Crap. The Crapper manufactured one of the first wildly successful lines of flush toilets. Crapper did not invent the toilet, but he <laughs> did develop the ball cock. 
Oh, no. Was he in stiff competition with, like, Alexander Shitter? (laughs) Improved tank-filling mechanism that sits in the toilets today. This guy has no respect. What else did he come up with? (laughs) Oh, how about this? The goldfish memory is, like, three seconds. That's what we're told, yeah. I mean, it's, it's short. It's not. It's not three seconds, though. Studies show fish have memories spanning many years. <laughs> wow, goldfish yeah. even? Yeah. Well, okay. They do. They remember you? Yeah, they remember you. They remember everything. That's fantastic. Yeah. Why do we spread these rumors? Is it that the people, I think, I think it has something to do, is it in France or is some country in Europe where it's illegal to have goldfish in a bowl by themselves? You have to have You have to have one. other goldfish and, you know, so maybe... We say the goldfish have a memory of a couple seconds because we're trying to excuse ourselves for keeping an animal that clearly should be... With other... With other animals and in a larger environment. Yeah, like, oh, it doesn't... Um, and we put it in a bowl on our table, which, if you think about it, is actually quite tacky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a tiny bowl. Mm-hmm. But that's what, when you're a kid, that's what you get sold, right? Yeah. You get that. It looks like a candy di- like a candy bowl. You put one fish in it, and you're like, ah, I'm doing something good here. Okay. Yeah, no, sugar makes children hyperactive. Okay. It's false. Wow. I, don't tell kids that. Yeah, so this, I know. <laughs> uh, many studies have been performed in none of the studies, not even studies looking specifically at children with, with um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, mm-hmm. could detect any difference in behavior between the children who had sugar and those they who did not. They act up when you give them sugar. I think they're happy. Yeah. They're excited. Yeah. They just got something that tastes good. And yeah. And maybe they're a little full now. Yeah. And they, have, they, feel, and they have some energy. They feel like they have energy. Yeah. Because they're full. Yeah. Because it takes away any kind of hunger. And they're happy. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. children that tend not to, to be ecstatic when they are starving and, you know, have no energy. Is this the drain goes in the other direction in Australia? Yeah. Is that not true? Okay, so water spirals down the plug hole in opposite directions in the northern and summer southern hemispheres. That's what I heard about. Yeah, yeah. false. Because I've never seen it, but I thought maybe it was because I wasn't that far from the equator. (laughs) I was like just slightly on the other side of it. Compared to the rotations that one usually sees, the rotation of the Earth is very small. Only one rotation per day. The water in a sink may make a rotation. In a few seconds, and so have a rotation rate 10,000 times higher than that of our Earth. It should not be surprising, therefore, to learn that the Corollis force is orders of magnitude smaller than any of the forces involved in these everyday spinning things. Well, naturally. And the Corollis force is so small <laughs> that it plays no role in determining the direction of rotation of a draining sink any okay. more than it does the direction of a spinning CD. So what does? Nothing. Well, it doesn't go down the opposite way. That's like the force of the Earth turning. Doesn't it's the same everywhere. It's, yeah, it's not. It's only well, it's, one. It's because it's we're turning in that one direction, and and not, it's, it takes yeah. a day, and so that force is not enough to make it to make a change. Make a change when you get to Australia. Yeah, yeah. Or how about this one? Okay. Oh. You're always within six feet of a rat. I have I've heard that you're always within ten feet of a spider. Okay, that might I, that might be true, but you're always within six feet of. I'm a rat. always within three and, feet of wine. Yeah, <laughs> I like to be within an arm's length of wine. Yeah. Um, how about you're all, in New York? You're probably always within six feet of a roach. Yeah, but a rat. That's what the saying is, okay. and it may derive from a former Ministry of of Agriculture. Um, suggests rodent expert Professor Rob Smith from the University of Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. Who and where? They circulated many public health announcements to promote hygiene in the home. There's a rat among you. Yeah, so it's like they put that they put that information out there so people would clean up a little bit more, throw out their garbage, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because if you think that there's a rat six feet away, you're going to clean up whatever it is. At least within the six feet. Radius. Yeah. yeah, because the rats do want to be in the garbage and yeah. stuff. So take out your garbage. So they started putting that information out there so people would clean up a little bit more. I'm wondering when New York City or like most uh, urban areas in the United States is going to get with not putting garbage in just bags on the curb yeah. and leaving it there. 
this to me is something that I have not seen in a lot of countries. And a lot of places they have, and I know it may take up a parking spot, but they have like those, you know, metal containers. Mm-hmm. You put your garbage in there. Yeah. And then they pick up the container. Yeah. Instead of stopping every two feet. Yeah. To pick up garbage off the street. And those bags that they use now, that like the road red X or whatever. Mm-hmm. Rats don't give a shit about that. They're supposed to keep rats away. I've seen rats making a hole in the side and inviting their friends in. They don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nothing is going to deter them. Yeah. They know that there's sweet, sweet food inside. Yes. Here's one. Chameleons change color as a disguise to match their environment. I thought it was to get ladies. No, they they change color to communicate with other chameleons. Oh, yeah, well, oh, to, to get ladies. Of, yeah. yeah. So this idea that if a chameleon lands, like, on my plaid, you know, blouse, he's yeah. not going to be like, well, no one's going to see me if I just quickly yeah. get yeah. into this black watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> and you lose most of your body heat through your head. Awesome. Is it your neck? Your head loses heat at the same rate as any other part of your body. But why do I always feel better with a hat on? Because it's cozy. Okay. And, and you know when the wind whips through your hair? Mm-hmm. I guess, when it blows through my fro. I don't know if it whips through. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show, regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at Stitcher.com and at HeyYouKnowIt.com. Thanks.